I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, guys, if you like this show, I know that you do. Uh, How about supporting us? Go over there to patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show. And you can just tuck, check a little our way. How about a buck? Oh, imagine that. All that great entertainment for a dollar. Anyway, thanks to everybody who's already supporting us. And if you haven't, consider it. And hey, if you can't even do that, tell your friends and listen to the show anyway. Because we love you. That's patreon.com slash core show. <laughs> Man, Malfell never sounded so cool, man. That was awesome. Holy crap. Uh, where did you get him saying core for so long? How'd you make that work? The, the, literally all his voice work is the national housing crisis <laughs> is coming <laughs> for you all. Uh, well, no one escapes Chase Morgan. Right. It's yeah. all like warnings, dire warnings. That's fantastic. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Core. This is the Core Podcast with Scott Johnson. That's me, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger. That's them. And uh, we're going to talk about Heroes of the Storm right now. I got yeah. a, I had a weird experience this week, you guys. I had three separate people say to me, 
And that, now that I think about it, my nephew a couple of weeks before this said the exact same thing. Say to me that, oh man, have you been watching HTC? I'm like, oh yeah, I totally love that. That's great. I didn't know you were watching. Oh, it's so good. It's my favorite esport to watch. I go, oh, you playing? Are you playing the game? And they said, ah, not so much. I'm like, well, why? Well, I play Overwatch, but I watch Heroes. And they don't like watching Overwatch on, you know, they don't like watching Overwatch League, but they really like watching Heroes. But their play habits are flipped. It's the other way around. And in each case, I said, why? Because in my head, I'm going, ooh, research for the show. Let's see what this means. And all of them just say, because I don't have a team to play with or even a couple of people to play with uh, that they have, you know, regular games with, they don't like playing solo. They just hate it. And I thought that was interesting. In all three cases, and my nephew, now that I remember it, all said the exact same thing. Um, I think Thatcher even listens to the show. Anyway, they all feel the same about solo play in the game. And I assume that that means anything from good old-fashioned quick play to unranked to, you know, fully ranked play and all that. And, uh, Bo, you're a guy that plays solo lots more than we do, I think. Um, I think that's pretty safe to say of John and I. Although I think John plays more solo than I do. But I'm definitely kind of in this camp, too. One of the things I love about the game is the team play aspect. And it doesn't have to be a full team. I mean, I like that. But if it's just me and one of you or the three of us or four of us and a and a rando, those are all good enough reasons for me to want to stop what I'm doing and play. You know what I mean? But for me to go, all right, Scott, uh, you're on your own tonight. Get in there, buddy boy. Get those quests done and let's get going. Get a couple loot boxes or whatever. I am way less motivated to do that. And I've been trying to kind of figure out in my head why that is, but I I think uh, I think I'm starting to understand that it's not just me who has felt that way. So curious what we think about this concept of uh, a MOBA being more friendly to a single player than it is currently. And, and and I should say this, and I meant to say it at the top. I don't think this is a Heroes of the Storm problem. I think this is a MOBA genre problem. And I don't think any of these games are all that compelling when you play them on your own. Uh, somebody out there may pipe in and go, oh, what you haven't tried, um, what's that one with the, with the um, like Smite. Zeus and stuff? Smite. Mm-hmm. So they should do a porno one called Smut. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Famous is porn it, stars. Well, is it yeah, a team fight should. thing or is it another kind of simulator? It would be it would be team fighting, but you'd you you would not believe the weapons you have. <laughs> and uh you get skins like uh well it's all skins really. There's no well, if Splood doesn't make it into the heroes <laughs> game, we know we're, we can put him in smut. And He's got a place. Smut. Yeah, over there in Paradox's smut or whoever makes that. But anyway, um <laughs> I think I signed it to the wrong, the wrong developer. I think I picked up one of those in Diablo Three. A smut paradox. paradox. Smut. Yeah, watch out for the smut paradox. It's a great Black Mirror episode. Anyway, the point is, what was the point? The point is, oh yeah, this whole this solo thing is a problem across these games, this particular genre. I can play solo Overwatch and feel pretty good about it. I still prefer team there too. Um. I guess that's true of most multiplayer experiences, except for actually pretty much all of them. I've been playing a little, I've been getting back into Rocket League a little bit because I picked up the Switch version on sale. That is a really good version of that game on the Switch, by the way. Um, and you're playing with everybody. So the whole player pool is all in one big giant server monster and it's fantastic. 
So you can play that in bed or whatever. Um, and in that case, I also prefer that with teams, but I can get away with feeling pretty good about my time spent there. What is it about MOBAs that feel, makes us feel like we're, you know, that we're burning our candle at two ends a little bit? Thoughts? Bo, since you do it a lot, you may disagree with this completely. I'd love a little dissent. What do you think? Yeah, there's a lot of layers to that onion. Um, <laughs> Start peeling, but I'm not baby. crying. I won't cry. I promise, Mom. Okay. I wouldn't cry. All right. Um, I think like I like to play solo, and I, I hear a lot from people that they don't. They only have so much patience. Everyone has like a patience meter. Some of it's small. Some of it's longer. And <laughs> and you know, it's um, they have a certain amount of patience when it comes to playing with strangers. They prefer their regular partners. And um, you know, <laughs> just digging deeper, trying to stop. Um, so. <laughs> No, we're talking no. about heroes now. We stopped talking about smut. Yeah, smut. Right, right. The moment smut. Game. Um, it's a different yeah. game. Like, so, and I don't, I never, I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but I always feel like if I play, I play a lot of solo and I don't suffer from this problem. In fact, as a co-host of a show about Core, I feel a little guilty about not having watched any HGC so far yet this this Oh, like, you're, like the fli- you're like the flip of this question, really. I was streaming pretty intensely playing the game for a while. And I mean, I'll be honest, uh, plug for our show. There will be dungeons.com. I'm dungeon mastering that thing. And I'm basically playing heroes, like, you know, grabbing matches here and there. I think I still got in like 20 or 30 games this week. I went really hardcore last night and Sunday Mm -hmm. playing them solo quick matches. Mm -hmm. But you're focusing on a lot of other things. But you're enjoying yourself with that, right? Like you'll, you'll run two, three quick matches. On your own, and you you've had a good time, right? Yeah. So so here's the thing. Here's and it's I think this has always been my sort of thing for the game is that like I enjoy practicing the heroes. Like it, like I don't I don't get too emotionally invested or winning or losing. Like sometimes it is frustrating to lose when people are just really it's just really not trying or they're for whatever reason. But what I really enjoy is practicing so it's like if i'm losing but i'm playing genji i'm like i don't care i'm practicing genji like every hero to me is like this um what are those things those grips like you know when you exercise you grip oh, your hand um, and you, you know you yeah. just are they grips like do they have a name uh, it's just <laughs> it's just like me i feel it's like me doing my game in practice and i feel good about it mm. And um, like I, I really think Overwatch is a great game, and I really enjoyed it when it first came out. I just don't have a desire to play it that much. I don't play it for long periods of time, so it's kind of the inverse. Mm-hmm. Except I don't really like watching Overwatch either, <laughs> and like I don't like watching first-person shooters. Like True. my theory or my preference, this is not objective in any way, is that top-down games like MOBAs and games, card games that are really well presented, like Hearthstone are enjoyable to watch because stuff's you can see stuff. Mm. I was watching some Olympics um, today. It was like, it was women's hockey, I yeah. think on TV, they were doing a recap yeah. and it recaptured some of that. Like, I don't, we don't talk a lot about sports here, but it's hard to watch hockey and not imagine yourself, you know, in the hockey, you know, just like, Oh, what if I could zoom down the ice? And what if I could do this? There's something about that perspective on things that is successful for a reason. And I feel like, and it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, MOBAs are like that, except I'm actually the hero because I'm playing the game. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that for Spurs, I'm not really addressing your question. All. I'm just sort of. Well, no, hold on a second. These aren't fun to watch, but they aren't fun to watch. This is interesting. You say this because um, I was thinking about this during the Super Bowl and, and the lead up to the Super Bowl here in the States. And it was this idea of uh, the same thing occurred to me. It's like, oh, this view of the field we often get for these games. It's like a MOBA. It's a three quarter view video game in, in some ways. And so you're watching what the quarterback's doing, when he's doing it, when the running back does what he does, how the center moves after he snaps, all that stuff happens. And you see it in a way that's like, I've got the full picture. And then you can get some cool zooms and angles and stuff on replays. But, but at the end of the day, most of that play happens in that view. Um, many, many video games have been very successful by just adopting that view or an over-the-head moving up the field view. But one way or the other, it's this over-the-head see what everything is happening, see your entire view. Then sometimes games will go, you know what? What if the camera was right inside the helmet? What if you could just see the little guard out front and he's just running around and then he's got to look for his, his receivers and throw the ball. That sounds awesome. And then you make it and it sucks. It's not yeah. fun in a video game form. So I totally get what you're saying. But it's I not totally fun in TV it. form. Like we have the technology to stream the winter olympics completely from people's helmets yeah the whole olympics could be done first person there's a reason why it isn't and the reason is we tune in partially because we want to see the drama we want to see certain pieces of information that inform us of the drama of what's going on and that's hard to do in a twitch twitchy game like overwatch i always kind of got the impression overwatch might do it it's a first person shooter but spectator mode will strictly be a presentation from top down mm-hmm. and i'm surprised that that wasn't the case i'm a little i don't know i'm wonder, i always wondered that too i i have to think they've experimented certainly they have they have points in the matches where they do film it from that perspective um but it mm-hmm. doesn't last too long and they're right back in tracer's face and now she's doing her thing they must be trying different things and feeling like what they have right now is as good as it's going to be for now i don't know but um part of what makes overwatch fun for me to play solo to get back to the solo thing is I can just get in and I'm 10 minutes later and it's done and I can go then or I can stay around for another one uh, or another two or three. Basically I can get four games in in the time it would take me to play a single heroes match. So maybe time has something to do with it. John, I would throw it to you. Um, how, how your life today with heroes of the storm when it comes to you and four randos saving the world. Uh, it's not good. I don't, I don't usually like it all that much. Yeah. Uh, it. I'll put it this way. Here's a good analogy for you. A little, a little story analogy. Right. You know, one of my favorite foods out there is sushi. I oh, love sushi. Me too. Mm. Wasn't always the case. You tell a little kid, "We're gonna go eat raw fish," and they look at you like you are trying to pull a trick on them, <laughs> and uh, they don't appreciate it. And I was certainly like that. All right. And at a certain point in my life, um. You know, main mainstream grocery stores started carrying easy to grab little prepackaged things of sushi that you could just take and take home. And uh, I remember my parents did that, and I was like, "Okay, well, I'll try it. Let's see how this turns out." And I tried a basic California roll, and I was like, "Oh, that's all right." And that led me to try something else. And I thought, "Well, that's all right. Maybe I like sushi." And so then when we go to the grocery store, if I was in the mood, maybe I'd pick up some sushi while I was there. Seemed good. 
That led me to, okay, let's try a, a sushi restaurant. All right, well, that's even better. This grocery <laughs> store stuff is is hot garbage. Yeah, it's kind of bad. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Uh, but turns out it's not that good. And then next thing I know, I go to a, a high-end, expensive sushi restaurant. I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. This is what it's meant to be. This is what people mean when they say sushi. And now I don't ever buy sushi from the grocery store anymore because I can't stand it. It's not good. So quick play grocery store sushi. Uh, um, five of your friends or four of your friends playing a five man match. That's like going to the nice restaurant. Yeah. And yeah. That's, Seems that's pay to win to me. That's kind <laughs> of it, it. It absolutely is. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of how I feel, you know, like the the prospect it's so good getting in there with friends and being able to chat about whatever you want and have a good time and just you know if you mess up horribly if you push a button and destroy an entire town you're with your friends and you get forgiven for your stupid actions and we're all there to have a good time yeah if you if you are there with randos there's this pressure that you're now accountable and some people can shrug it off and uh, no big deal. I'm just goofing around. They should get over it. But I have a hard time doing that. And it's just not an experience that I particularly enjoy as much by myself. So when I sit there and and I look at my uh, blizzard launcher and I say, well, I could go in by myself and I could play some heroes alone, or I could load up a different game and have maybe a better solo experience in something else. Uh, that tends to win out in that scenario. But you present that same option with my friends, and Heroes is by far, you know, the best experience of of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. Of all the, I mean, of all the multiplayer games I play, easily the most fun I've ever had, the most riotous moments I've ever had in a game are probably Heroes. If not Heroes, it was way back in my early Quake Land game days, back in the freaking mid '90s, or it was. Uh, we had some good times in Rocket League. Rocket League's great. I love yeah, Rocket we had some League. Good times in Rocket League, Duck Game, and I mean pub or PUBG. Yeah, PUBG. 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 It's another very different game. But I haven't played that one in a while. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well, actually. But, but well, Smut was Smut wasn't doing well, so they changed it to PUBG and yeah. other Smut G. Smut B. Uh, but anyway, so so I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I'm curious what people come back with on this one because I, I think there's a few factors here. One is what everything John described. And by the way, never get gas station sushi. That was just the point mm-hmm. I wanted to make. I have I have gotten sushi that was sold at a gas station, and it was the most miserable choice of my life. It was awful. Didn't make me sick or anything. It was just bad. <laughs> and I, but I was hungry, and I was like, oh, they have sushi here, and we're on a road trip, and I'm going to try it, and I regretted it. That's anyway, gross. It is gross. But I, I wanted to add one thing to this, too. Yeah, and yeah. you guys can tell me what you think. But I also feel like these games, because they're kind of skill, there's a loop where you get better and you're rewarded for playing better. Like when you know a hero really well, you know, like that's how kind of I approach playing. I'm always interested in playing heroes because I'm always interested in let me brush up on my Carl Jim and my Kael'thas and things like that. Sure. I That takes time. And I just wonder if people go to the games that they prefer to the detriment of the other ones. Like I like overwatch. I like overwatch quite a bit and we might every now and then kind of give them a kick in the shins. Cause 
you know, they they're clearly it. they have the bigger spotlight, and we're kind of you know throwing shade on them. But sure. really, it's a good game. It's and, great. If there's um, a if there's a better team shooter on the market right now, I do not know what it is. It's it's exactly. that good. That doesn't. This is a good, actually good for you to hear Bo say this because this gives perspective on your whole Overwatch thing. It isn't ever that you thought Overwatch is a bad game. No, it's just Overwatch. Isn't, it's like just I would be a fool big, to big say game. that. Yeah, Overwatch made clearly me good. really sad yesterday though. I loaded up Overwatch yesterday. Oh, good for I, you. I darn near cried. Why? Because I saw Widowmaker's Nova skin and it was like. Oh my gosh, what if the games all looked like this? <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, anyway. I forgot she has that no. skin. I gotta get that thing. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but just to say that we spend our you know, we pick our games, and let's face it, this day and age, we sometimes some of us pick our games based on where well, I guess this isn't anything weird. Where all of our friends are, where the zeitgeist is, what's the most viewed on Twitch? Mm-hmm. what's the one that i can live my fantasy of being a pro player being incredible at this game where it has the biggest audience that would maybe care or not like mm-hmm. all those things play into it so you just don't have time for all of them i don't have i don't have time for overwatch sure, so you gotta, 50 games of heroes in this week yeah so. you gotta pick your pick your battles i totally get that um i don't know i'm i I want. I wish there. I feel like there's a genre problem. There's a length of t- a length of game problem. Not a problem, but these are aspects of the game that make it. So some people who are looking for a quick, casual solo experience aren't going to necessarily get it there. Uh, that being said, uh, I wish I was more like Bo and I could just go solo and just feel good about you know playing solid for many hours like that. It's hard for me. Now, if I hear one of you guys are hopping on, I'm like, oh, shit, let's go. Let's go. Let's play. It's weird how that is, though. Like, I go from, eh, I got 20 other games I should be playing to, oh, John's on? Let's play. Like, that simple. Because it is more fun to play with friends. That is, like, a no-brainer. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's more, this is all very, it's like a hypothetical discussion about a thing that's just a video game problem. It's not a hero's problem. Like, there's a, there's just, there's a, there's an interesting design question about this that I'm sure Blizzard grapples with in all their games. And it's hard to balance. And they do as good as or better than anyone. Like, there's no way in hell I'd play League of Legends solo. Uh, I mean, I would rather die. I really would. Sorry, Greg. Greg listens, too. Sorry, Greg Street. It's not about you. It's not about He listens to core? He does. I don't want him to. That's where he's getting all his brilliant ideas. (laughs) (laughs) He's I mean, he did work for Blizzard. He's probably like, "Oh, I got this job at League of Legends." Like, "Oh, we're making heroes!" No, yeah. I wonder. I should ask him about that. Had he known then, what he knows kidding. now? I don't know anything about you, Greg. I'm very sorry if you're listening. Wouldn't it be cool though if he? Well, not cool, but well, I be, actually I follow him. Well, okay. yeah, well, he's on the. Twitter I know there. stuff about him, but I I, just, I don't mean to be speaking to you so personally. Anyways, okay, thanks, bye. I hope he. Uh, actually, I hope he's having a good week because they re-released that enhanced edition of the original Age of Empires, which I hear is. You know, it's a thing of its time. Uh, two is really where it's at. Um, but he was there for both of those games uh, at Ensemble, and I'm curious if that's an exciting thing for him to like see his old games getting like HD treatment and all kinds of new exposure and people playing it on Twitch and stuff. Must be kind of weird. I would like to dive back into that. Yeah, I played two the yeah. other day. Not not very long, but maybe I don't know an hour giant uh, walls with a bunch of towers behind it with giant walls behind that yeah you know you play like i did turtle (laughs) up i turtled up in that game so hard i do it in all my rts that's why i suck at rts's i turtle up on everything because i like it i like base building 
and having a hard thing to penetrate and I like making houses in a nice little row. Like I play <laughs> RTSs all wrong. Just you like phrases free of innuendo as well. That's <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> You've learned that about me over time. Did, did, That's did you true. play this? Uh, we are zombies. Or what's that thing called? They're billions. Oh, there are billions. Not yet. It's, it's on my list. I, it, I, I watched a little bit of it and cause you're a turtle. It looks like the game made rather than, yell at people to stop turtling it looks like the kind of game made to be like you want a turtle here's your game yeah for you should turtle, turtle in that more. game the only problem i have turtling enough. the only problem i have with turtling up in a game that is designed about uh, to be turtling is then it ends up being a tower defense game and i hate tower defense games well so, let's be honest the fun part about turtling in those games was that the ai couldn't deal with it right they were like oh send five guys against them oh that didn't work <laughs> Maybe next time we'll send six. Yeah, there's an extra <laughs> horse with a man on it. It's exactly right. And that's what I always liked about those. I felt in, unstoppable because of that. But if I play like the way you're supposed to play, you know what I do? I play RTS is the way I play Civilization. It's like I just want to take my <laughs> yeah. time, build my shit, think really hard about placement, be really creative about layout and all that. Like That's not the way to win. I'm going to get overrun by the Turks. It sucks. Anyway, not the point. Gandhi's going to come over, <laughs> pretend to be your friend. But Gandhi in civilization is never your friend. It's always a ruse. Oh, he's evil. Speaking of peeling that onion, man, that guy. I mean, not the real Gandhi. I'm sure he was great. Hunger yeah. strikes and all that. But this guy in this video game form with a big bobbly head? Well, you heard the story about why Gandhi's a jerk in civilization. Right? No, there's a story? Yes. So uh, I guess in the original programming, they thought, well, Gandhi, this big proponent of peace built into all the civ ais at the time was an, a score indicator and they wanted to they wanted to make it as low as possible and i don't remember how the algorithm wound up but it ended up trying to give him a negative mm. which instead of making him extremely passive made him extremely aggressive and it just became a trait that just carried on from that day <laughs> wow i like that they did that though that's a great one of life's yeah. great ironies video game about gandhi where he's a complete jerk uh all right well there's that it's a fun conversation let us know what you guys think about the whole solo issue let's move on to rumors are afoot again that uh a warcraft 3 remaster might be happening uh yeah they got a little quelled i mm -hmm. would say right before the show like literally right before we jumped into the show a post came out about what's going on event wise and I would say this kind of quells some of the speculation because they they are talking about big PTR changes coming. Um, and I would say that if they're making big PTR changes for the existing Warcraft 3, then maybe that adds less credence to a Warcraft 3 remaster coming. But that's been the rumor and the scuttlebutt uh, that Warcraft 3 was going to get an HD re-release. It's definitely getting widescreen monitor support. Yeah. So if they do that, um, that's interesting. Because I don't know what they would do to any of the assets or anything. But I wonder if it means anything for heroes. In other words, like, uh, let's say all it is is just an HDification the way they did, you know, kind of like they did with uh, StarCraft II and, and, and stuff. Um, and this is just yet another in a long line of video games that decide they want to come out and play with your nostalgia a little bit and give you something something a little bit fresh with an old game at the very least don't they use this as an opportunity maybe even mostly with heroes and a little bit with world of warcraft 
to tie in some cool promo stuff. Like at the very least, it feels like it's a great time. If they did that, a great time for like a heroes based um, or, you know, a new, a new event centered around Warcraft, centered around maybe some characters or unit types that were in Warcraft 3 that never saw the light of day in World of Warcraft uh, or that we think have long been, you know, it's long been time for them to get their butts over to heroes. Good opportunity, I would say, uh, if something like that happens. It's a good opportunity, but I think part of what could be a fear associated with it is Warcraft 3 and the modding community around that is the game that birthed the genre that Heroes is a part of. It was mods for Warcraft 3 that created Dota. Uh, and if you suddenly have an HDified Warcraft 3 and it has mod support of some kind, do we get a new Dota being made? It's very <laughs> possible. Does that, does this snake eating its own tail like just suddenly pop out of existence with the existence of a Warcraft 3 remaster? Yeah. I don't know. I don't it know seems either. like a crazy concept. It does to me too. I mean, if it's the same game though, like if it's just HD graphics, 4K, uh, bumped up textures, stuff like that, but really the core of the game is the same then it's probably still moddable and it's the same mod you always had and there will immediately be an updated version of the Dota mod running on it, which is already a thing people are playing. Like regular old Dota mod is a thing people play. Um, so that's possible. But if they were going to, let's just, let's just, let's play pretend. If this was Warcraft 4, okay, like a, a proper RTS sequel to Warcraft 3 or to WoW or however they fit it in, in the timeline. A, I don't think they're ever doing this, by the way. I think they're done with Warcraft as an RTS. I'd eat my hat if they ever did it again. But let's just say they do. Then you got an interesting question. And then, but my bigger question is, does do they even make it moddable at that point? Because they seem to have gotten away from that. StarCraft II is the last moddable game they've had. Everything from Diablo III forward, no mods, including heroes. Um... And outside of, you know, map mutations and the heroes, what's that thing called? Anyway, the custom match thing you can do where you can dink around with numbers while you play, like John did that one night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like sandbox, sandbox mode. Sandbox mode. Outside of, that's like as close as they've gotten to that edge of that river. And I don't think they ever do that again. Partly Starcraft because... StarCraft 2 was the last one. Yeah. Partly because I think that they they don't want that to happen again. It doesn't, I don't mean MOBAs in particular, but I mean whatever's next. Like something else could could climb out of that, and it's because of their design decisions that it happened. I mean, there was no way Dota did what it did without hero classes and these weird new ideas that were thrown into Warcraft Three, um, killing creeps, leveling up your little dudes so the rest of your army would benefit. Like that was all new. So they yeah, ran with I could, that. I could see that, but I I would counterpoint. Yeah. What do you one. got? What do you got? Well, just like it's the reason the company has all the goodwill in the first place. I mean, people wanted to make stuff for their game and they supported communities around their game. I don't know. It seems like one of those weird things. Like you contributed to the health of some community and then someone else took your idea and stood on your shoulders. And you know, let's, let's even use the word ripped you off, but it's like, well, from a business standpoint, your idea, you know, like you, you sure. can't see the future. If it, all businesses would be like, okay, we know someone's going to make something awesome from this. And so as soon as someone makes it, we're going to stamp our, we're going to tell them to stop making it and take ownership. Like, I just don't think they, 
From a business from a business can, standpoint, though, they have to look over at Riot every other day and go, "That's like a billion dollars a year we don't have because we didn't we didn't capitalize on the thing that was happening in our own backyard." And they were too well, busy. Somebody making said money. that on World of Warcraft. There were other, you know, there were other. <laughs> the Warhammer guys are going whatever. <laughs> totally, dude. Actually, the Warhammer guys are saying it across the board, like from <laughs> from RTS. I mean, there's some actually. There's some good. Warhammer games, don't get me wrong, and I think Warhammer 40k games are amazing. I love them all, and I'll play them right now if you told me to. There's a new one coming I'm totally stoked about. But uh, despite all of that, I mean, that was the original Warcraft and Starcraft. If you look at 40k, they missed the boat on that. Blizzard was supposed to make a Warhammer RTS. They last second or close to it pulled out and said, we're doing our own thing, and then basically lifted Warhammer and made their own. Uh, so yeah, those guys are living in bummer town sometimes, I think on the video game side of things, which is unfortunate, but, but you're right. I get it. I get it. But they still, that one feels really close to their grasp. They could have done it. And, and, yeah. and they were full blown Warcraft uh, or world of Warcraft at that point. They were all hands on deck, uh, trying to be the biggest MMO in the history of the world. And they were going to be nothing else until 2010. So League of Legends took a proverbial dump on Blizzard, <laughs> and then Blizzard went around over to Valve and took a proverbial dump on Team Fortress Two. You know, like how many people? Where's the people? What are the guys on the Team Fortress Two podcast saying? Going like, freaking Valve didn't capitalize and make their game even better than it could. Now Blizzard only they put a teleport green. British lady in this game, like I said they should have. It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Where's the fat this guy? Never would happen. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. had a monkey man. Exactly. I wanted to check my forum post in 2008 on on uh, game FAQs or whatever. Right, planet <laughs> back, back on planet Unreal. I had a really good idea, and they didn't take it. But mm -hmm. no, you these are all valid points. That's the the nature Shut of the games business. Everybody iterates on everybody else's things. So does Blizzard. I, I get it. I mean, everybody would love Overwatch money right now. In fact, you know what? I could flip this whole script and say, you're starting to see Riot make new games. Um, there's some big project internally they've been working on for a while that nobody knows exactly what that is yet, but other stuff, they have new departments and everything. So they're branching out, but I'll bet part of them is like, damn it, why didn't we do a shooter? Like Blizzard snuck in there in 2013 and just shocked everybody, and now, they're, now they have the most popular shooter on the planet. What were we doing? So it goes both ways. I get that. Yeah, and Blizzard's one of those companies too that like, and like they do a thing like Warcraft Three. There's a million headlines. What are they gonna do? We don't know. Like you know, Riot's working on something. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's like not that it won't be good or that it, it's just it doesn't have the same like fan. I don't know. I don't feel it. Well, it's palpable when Blizzard says teaser two days everyone you know there's like five million fan theories every podcast is talking about it in existence you know it's they still own that space and so mm -hmm. I, I the the number of times i've wanted a diablo expansion and never gotten it after reaper of souls it's like makes me cry yeah. and well, i hope you've, oh you've got uh, you've got people who are what is it dota or league of legends i can't even keep it straight that was like we're doing another game it's a card game and everybody went what oh it's uh valve's doing it it is Valve. yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and okay do your card <laughs> yeah how many companies have announced card games since hearthstone all of everyone's them. been like everyone are all right you know like there's gwent it's like all right i believe the people who like it it's good 
and well, Oblivion or the Bethesda has one. It's like yeah, okay, it's called uh, you know like Elder Scrolls the Minecraft Legends. guy is making yeah. one. All right, except maybe I heard that one was kind of good, but actually that one got chucked, but, didn't it? I thought they got boned. Yeah, that was yeah. Scrolls, but, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. I just a quick note here: the Elder Scrolls Legends is actually a really really good game. But you're right. It's too late. I mean, it's not too late. They're doing fine, but they came late. They're not going to be the big dog in the room. And the people that really are gnashing their teeth is Magic the Gathering. I think, <laughs> right. I think they're Blizzard just went like, hey, 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 Wizards of the Coast and pulled down their pants. And yeah. Because like, that's how they got their ideas anyway. The whole thing came from that. And like all those people on Team Five sitting around at Blizzard when they're working on other teams. And it's like, oh, it's eight o'clock, you guys. Let's let's play. Let's play magic. Yeah. And they pull out the magic cards and play. And they're like, Ooh, wouldn't we? Wouldn't it be cool if we made our own game? Let's make a pitch. I mean, that's where that came from. They yeah. stole it. So EverQuest was the thing they were playing the hell out of when they came up with the idea of like, let's do World of Warcraft. So this happens across the board. Certainly Blizzard does it. They all do it. I get it. I just wish Blizzard was first. It bugs me that riot was first that's all not first but i but think first there's the... something nice about the fact that blizzard isn't first i mean it bit them a bit with heroes for sure i think but i think that was maybe less of a well we weren't first and more of a oops we weren't quicker i think they should have been maybe faster than they were yeah but um but the thing is is you know they have said that the way they design their games is they look at the things they like to do and they look at the things they like to play and they go well, hey, is there a way we could do this better? Like, how would we do this? If we could make our perfect version of this thing, if we could make our version of Magic the Gathering, what would it be? If we could make our version of Warhammer, what would that be? Like, that's that's how they look at their games, and I think the games are better for them mm -hmm. because I think we all, to some degree, do that. I think we all play a game. You know, I play PUBG, and I've tried Fortnite, and... I sit there and I go, there's a good version of these two games. I don't think it's either one of these games. Mm -hmm. Both of these games are kind of garbage in some way uh, that the other is okay in. But there's a perfect middle ground here that someone could tap into and completely consume my life if they did it. Properly. Someone will, too. At some point, it's happening. Maybe it'll be Blizzard. Who knows? And that's what Blizzard's good at, is they're good at coming in and saying, oh, like, okay, here, we're going to. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Uh, I just think they were maybe a little too slow to do that with heroes. Yeah. And again, the blinding light of you're building the world's biggest MMO and it's no one goes home again. You all sleep here now. Like it was a, that was a different time for Blizzard for sure. Yeah. And they remember they didn't, when they released that game in 2004 and they'd been working on it since before Warcraft three was finished, they released no new games until 2010 that's a long time yeah. for any game company so i don't want to give them too much heat but yeah they deserve a little heat anyway there's a little <laughs> bit of a there's a invitational coming <clears throat> that's that stoked a lot of these uh, rumors and stuff uh and a major patch which john mentioned the widescreen and all that stuff's coming up so we'll keep our eyes on it we'll see what happens how it affects I mean, heroes who knows before we say goodbye to this topic let i'm gonna say the one thing is I know you, you say it's not likely, but it's like when I hear about this Warcraft stuff, I want a new game. That's what I want. <laughs> you want a new Warcraft? Well, I mean, I just I like new Blizzard games. I'm always excited for anything. So when there's all these headlines being like, what? Let's be honest. I'm happy for the people who enjoyed Starcraft Remastered. Couldn't care less. I, I looked at it. I'm like, high res version. 
garbage. <laughs> like you can't render it in your new engine and make it like Starcraft. Like, and I get that this has an appeal for retro gaming. I personally am not a retro gamer. I kind of, I kind of shirk a little bit at retro gaming. Like I said, I've sp- spent my fair share of money on enhanced editions only to not play any of them. Right. That I'm like, <laughs> screw enhanced editions. Make some new stuff. Yeah. So I have, you know, and it's not just Blizzard. It's like all companies that do this. I'm like, yeah, great, but I'm not realistically going to play it when I, I bought Deus Ex full price and still haven't paid it, played it yet. So, yeah, you should rant play off. That. You should play that game. <laughs> I, it better be new things. Yeah, I, I like new things, too. We'll see what they yeah. do. Maybe it'll be a hundred, a hundred, uh, no, sorry. 50 orcs drop in, 50 humans drop in. Only one survives and gets a chicken dinner. That's the chance. I just like them to do planet side, but Warcraft style. Honestly, the original planet side. So good. We can't. Planet side is the greatest game ever made, according to me. (laughs) And the sequel sucked it because, you know, sorry, Daybreak Games. Something's not working with that company. I'm telling you, like they have good ideas, but they just don't seem to hit. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, they're probably mad about H1Z1. There's an article that their game is like dead and a few places i saw well you know um, uh they kind of got they got creamed PUBG came in and said yeah. and screwed everything it always see it always seems to happen to them though they're, they're you know it's just it's just they're a good company they have great ideas and planet side they did make the greatest game back when they were sony online entertainment maybe if yeah. their stupid one. op faction didn't have a shotgun that could basically be a sniper <laughs> rifle maybe it wouldn't have gone under. sure sure <laughs> it's a good but, point it's a good point yeah yeah, Hunter, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, my answer is easy. Hundred junk rats fall in. Junk rats. One's left at the end. Hundred. <laughs> That's junk fine rats. too. I'm I'm good with this. You too. know what? Yeah. Put all hundred of them in King's Row. I don't care. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just go. Ah, the looks like a mod ever. Looks like a fight to me, and they just all start killing each other until one's left. I would fire in the fire in the fire in the fire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's just a bunch uh, of tires trying to get around each other to blow. And then other before up. the game can be won, the server the game's hosted on also, uh, Jeff Kaplan is over there going fire in the hole and he explodes. The yeah, server. the server actually explodes every game because uh, they can yeah. afford it. That's why. All good. right. Well, there's that. Hey, uh, quick uh, note about a patch today. Not a bunch of really amazing things, but that voice chat thing is in. Uh, voice communication been added to Heroes of the Storm as of yesterday. So. If y'all are, I, I don't know, what uh, got any feedback in the chat there about how anybody feels about the, the deal there, about the sound of the voice servers? Because I haven't tried it yet. I'm guessing it works I was, fine. I was really hoping to get a game in before the show, but I made I made Dungeons & Dragons maps instead. But um, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm not scared. At least not yet. I may, I may come back with my tail between my legs. I'm not scared. As long as I can mute people, I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to auto mute, but I'm going to go in there knowing that if someone's being a jackass, first thing I'm going to do is freaking mute that guy. It's to me, yeah. it's the same or, as any other game with voice. It's like the, the the thing more egregious to me than the jackass is the. You know, like it's like the weird human noises, and everything sounds like it's under an amplifier. Did I? that really bad no it's great no. i'm gonna no, go you of, nailed it i kind of violated my microphone in the process of doing it. that 
That was really and good. I might have erased all the show notes I was typing in there. No, I'm I'm with you. The guy with the you know he's got rap in the background and he's t- yelling at his mom and I don't yeah I don't need any of that. Yeah. But that's I don't know I don't get that in Overwatch. I don't get <laughs> it in Counter Really loud Mori Povich rerun or something. It feels like I that mean, was I- more of like an Xbox 360 Xbox Live problem, and it's not so much with PC users, but whatever. I don't know. Yes, John. I have heard that it's good experiences around the board. Okay. Uh, I haven't had a chance to try it myself, so I can't speak to it. I'm honestly not going to probably ever be able to because I don't intend to turn it on. Uh, but I've heard good things. I think that's awesome for the people that are going to try it and use it and do it and enjoy it. Um but I do agree the one negative that I have seen kind of going around in association with this is people saying, hey, it's great you finally gave us voice. Would have been really nice if you had put in some better reporting tools and better reporting systems prior to it. Oh, I see. Because there's new new opportunities to report <laughs> mm-hmm. based on voice uh, misuse or whatever. I get that. That's true. Um, I don't know. I like the idea of being able to coordinate. I don't like, as soon as I say that, though, I hear the scenario play out. Which is somebody going, okay, hey guys, uh, I'm I'm super stoked to play with you today. Let's all have fun. Good luck. And I'm a really good uh, Illidan, so follow my lead. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody about that, ever. I don't want to hear that person's talk to me. And I don't know what that says about me, if I've lost all patience for this. If you just said to me, uh, like in 1998, hey, Scott, what do you think of the idea of video games having the ability to have all you know, 10 of your friends in there talking or strangers. So you can coordinate your play and figure out what you're going to do. And you could all play whatever, you know, this is how you could play quake team fortress. Now, what do you think of that? And I'd go, Oh, that sounds great. I can't wait for this fantastic new future. It didn't turn out that way. It turns out people don't like hearing other people say things. (laughs) It's true. And I think another problem here's, here's my issue. If I do decide to give it a chance, uh, and I don't think that I'm the only person that's like this, it's going to take a lot of good experiences to keep you on board. Yeah, It's going to take one bad experience to put an end to you ever wanting to use it. Yeah. Like, that's... That's the sad reality of it. Like if if I got on there and it's just people working together and having a good time and all right, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to figure it out. We're going to go through it. We're going to win as a team. We did it. Awesome. Or, Hey guys, GG, we tried. Oh, this is so good. Then you get into the next one and someone's just like, all right, buttholes, (laughs) you listen to me. Here's my radio on in the background really loud. And I'm going to talk to my mom. Yeah. Uh, you're like, all right, maybe I'm done with the voice chat. One of those is enough to turn me off. It yeah. would take 15 of the good ones for me to not turn off the one bad one. I don't know. What if someone entered chat and was said the following? Okay. Hello, adventurers. <laughs> Are you ready to draft our team composition? Anyone who isn't, if, if anyone out there is not listening. I like to play mage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I'm playing with Quiz Quaz, I'm on board. People who haven't heard our D&D show have no idea what that was, but you need to tune in on weekends and hear it, and then you'll go, oh, that guy. Episode four you're looking for, everybody. Go listen to that one. Because Quiz Quaz, the oil demon, has reared his ugly face once again. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's really good. There you go. 
Vape, yeah, he's got it. He's vape, got it. Vaping on a dead lady. It's great. A little vape yeah. demon. It's all right. Uh, so there you go. That's that. The rest of it's all, I don't know, stuff. Uh, tweaks and changes and n- nothing major. Although, let's see. Maev always gets a little something. Let's see what she got yeah, this time. Yeah, Maev is continuing to get nerfed, and uh, it has led me to the following conclusion about Maev. Mm. Despite being one of my most anticipated heroes in this game, I don't think I like Maev at all. Wow, at all? Like, not not at all now. Like, none. What happened there? Give us a... Because I know you were... I mean, we were on the fence before because it felt like she was OP or whatever. She was 60% No, wins. that's my problem. She never felt OP to me. Mm. She felt bad all the time, and she just keeps getting nerfed. So, I'm a bad Maev. That's the moral of this story. We're uh, all bad Maevs here. Like, I don't what to say. Mm. She's a hero for people that are good at the game. Yes. <laughs> like, let me jump in before people Not are like, through. John's just complaining because you're bad at her. Yes, I am. I'm bad at her, and I wish I was good. I want to like her, and I want to like the character. But the fact that she's getting these nerfs, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, health reduced, but I die in two seconds every time. Yeah. Damage just- reduced, but I do no damage. Uh, <laughs> cool da- uh, bonus damage reduced. But I do no damage. <laughs> you're, so, like, you're basically singing the song I make about like Alarak, and there's a few others I feel this way about where I feel like I never, I could just never get my hand around them, and I and I don't. It's not they don't click with me at all. So when you're then faced with a patch note that says we're reducing a bunch of crap, we're nerfing the hell out of your character that you already didn't feel good about, you're probably just having that moment with her. Like I yeah. give it a year suddenly we'll find a reason why Maev is the bomb because this happens sometimes right so yeah it's fine let her stew it's okay i was watching thor ragnarok and i was watching that scene where hella fights all the asgardians and is just throwing knives out at everybody mm-hmm. and i was just like man i wish that was Maev with that cool song yeah. all the time but yeah. that's that's not me on my ev i'm more at the end when she just gets taken out in a single blow by a giant flaming sword yeah. that's that's me on my ev oh, that movie's so good you guys it's so good i love that freaking movie and just I was, you talking I, about it brings back like all kinds of great feelings i know it, it's like wall to wall it's a blu-ray on tuesday so that thing's out now i want to get it i'm gonna go pick it up i think i really like that movie a lot i really like black panther also by the way that movie was awesome <laughs> hey man yeah. Hey man, how you doing? Oh. <laughs> this is my this is my little friend. Uh, he's a physician. Wow, wow. That is not the voice. <laughs> but, but isn't it? That's like the hillmaster telling us about his favorite movie you saw this year. Uh, hey man, hey man, how's hey, it going? Hey man. I don't think that's it. <laughs> oh, a little meeting? piece of me fell off there. Yeah, the little piece of me fell off there. You nailed it. Uh, yeah, no, that movie's good. People should see it. Somebody earlier today, I shouldn't bring this up here. Maybe I will. No, later. I think I know. What you're Do you know which one? Was it the tweet you heard about? Did, yeah. you, did you hear about yeah, it? Yeah, I saw okay. your tweet. It's I agree it's with you. It's really but... funny. It's really funny. I'm not going to bring it up here, though, but it's funny. Wait, what's funny? Somebody tweeted a thing. I replied to it. Uh, or no, I, I all I did was retweet this other guy's reply to it, and his reply was like so dead on. I'll send it to you after the thing because it's really great. Okay. Yeah, okay. I talked about it on TMS this morning. All right, what else? Uh, Mev, Malthel, everybody got tweaks, but whatever, they're boring. These are boring tweaks. Voice chat in the game though, so get in. Bing bang bong. 
Uh, HGC gearing up for the Clash, not the band. Uh, the thing they do, I did it last year too. If you're behind on watching and wanted to get into the things before the Clash, it's now a good time. HGC is on a break until March second. That's not that much time. What is that? A week? We can yeah, have. This we can is two a bye week for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So now's the time to get caught up if you're one of those people that loves watching HGC but maybe hates the game for some reason. Yeah, I have a few people who do. I'm. I've been watching. I've seen more HGC this year than I did last. Uh, oh really? This, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm in the other camp, unfortunately. But I, I also saw a I lot. Of, get I saw a lot of Overwatch League, and I have to. I have to admit that all of it kind of fueled each other. They made me want to keep up. Uh, kind of with each other more than I, I don't know, it was weird. Part, part, also partly because we had a lot of people over uh, during nights. Like on Thursdays, we have these dinners with my kids. And sometimes other people will come over to those. And I have talked, because those have been big Overwatch League nights. I've been talking them into sitting down here and watching it. And they're people who don't know anything about it. So it's like, what? Esports? Who? Where? Overwatch? Under what? You know, they don't get it. So you sit them down. I like that you have this like underground heroes <laughs> thing. It's like everybody's up there watching the Overwatch. They're like, yeah. And then you just kind of creep out of the basement. And you're like, you want to watch a real esports? Yeah, you want to see some real esports <laughs> going on? And they all loved it. Everyone liked it. They saw it. They were all like, oh my gosh, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, it's like football, right? Yeah. So people totally got it. <laughs> and they didn't go, but. I turn you know, them the sound into people who watch football make. I turn them into blithering idiots. Um. Anyway, so there's that. Getting into that. Uh. Here's a quick PSA. Lunar Festival ends soonish. Do we know the exact date? When's it end? Fifth. Uh, week of March fifth. The week of the fifth. So we assume that's probably Tuesday or Patch Day. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want those crates, if you want the rewards, you want the mount, you want all the stuff you get for playing so many games, you want those skins that Bo loves so much. Oh. I mean. So- Bo, I know Bo goes asleep with little like printed versions of the JPEGs next to his bed where he's just like kind of blows a kiss on him and <laughs> falls asleep. Good night, Kale Thoss. Good night. <laughs> hair dagger. Good night, Kale Thoss and hair dagger, would you say? Well, that's what it looks like. It looks like somebody stabbed him in the top of his head with a hair dagger. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I have to look at it again. Oh, uh, good night, hair dagger might be today's title, although I like yours that you already put in there. But good night, hair dagger. dagger. Oh my god, that's really funny. Anyway, Bo's not a fan. Is the point of the uh, this particular? They're fine. They're, like it's fine. I, I feel like I was too negative about it. They're fine. They're fine. They're yeah, they they, they are they are good for what they are supposed to be. They're just oh, it not. Does your look thing. like a hair dagger. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Okay. Hair dagger. I had to look for myself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they're fine. If you like that kind of thing, great. They're well detailed, great skins, high quality stuff. Um, yeah, Lunar New Year. It's a thing. Uh, my favorite thing, the chat room just said something that made me laugh. And I, or inside, I laughed. I haven't laughed out loud yet. But it says, there's Daniel J. Newman. He typoed, but it made me laugh. He says, I don't like Overwatch. It makes me motion sick with all the jerky camera movements. It's like visual wipe lash. <laughs> and I wish I had a better way to show it. Wipe lash sounds terrible, whatever that is. Anyway, yeah. rhymes with rash. Uh, all right, to wipe, wipe too hard and you leave a mark. There you go. And oh, yes, I promise no bidet talk this week. You know, it might be fun though. I haven't done this in a while. I wonder what it would be like for a soldier on the front lines dealing with this whole I don't like to play solo thing versus I would rather play this game with friends. It's almost as if we could reach back in time and summon one. Oh. Oh, look at this. 
My dearest Martha, I write to you with a heavy heart. Today, all my friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh with that. That's not funny at all. I, all my friends are dead, Martha. <laughs> Okay, sorry. All right, I gotta control myself here. We haven't done it in a long time, and I've really made my. All right, start the music up. Okay, wait. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go again. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. Oh, the right way that started wrong. Let me start that. Okay. My dearest Martha, today I write to you with a heavy heart. All my friends are dead. And this has created a challenge for me, Martha. They've been replaced with a bunch of buttholes who I don't like interacting with on a day-to-day -day basis. There's Gary. He plays Garrosh. And, well, he likes to just throw the team. He never throws the enemy, Martha, but he's quite good at throwing me over the enemy wall and then yelling at me when I die. Uh, also, we respond, so we don't feel bad. <laughs> but Martha, it's hard. I miss little Billy. I miss James. I miss Samantha. And I miss Colby, who had a funny leg, but still made it work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect I'll ever see you again, Martha. If I don't give up being called a noob... I'll probably just join the enemy team and walk around in circles for a while. Yours in this life and the next. Lamergate92. <laughs> Lamergate! <coughs> I wasn't expecting a great name like Lamergate92. It's about truth and disability journalism. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh my gosh, dude, you're killing me. That was really good. All right, see? Now everybody's going, where happened to all those? We haven't heard one in a long time. That was it. That was it right there. Whew. Yeah, sorry. I was rusty on that. It took a, it took a trial run at the beginning there because I have a bad sense of humor. and I found <laughs> ideas that aren't funny funny. So. Oh, my friends are dead. It's fantastic. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into something real quick that I've never done on this show before. That's a good question. Oh, the question is, Scott. Can you tell us about a hero that, that you really like and that you could give tips on? Because that's intimidating. If you ask Scott to do this when Bo's on a show, I'm intimidated to do that with most characters because I wouldn't be able to walk in here and give you good reasons why Jane is cool, even though I like her and she's my highest rate or uh, leveled character. I'd still feel like Bo's maybe better at Jane or used to be anyway, and I wouldn't know what to say. So I'm not usually one for these, like, give us a quick guide on a hero, Scott, because I'm... Uh, I feel uh, unqualified in a lot of in a lot of ways to talk about these characters. However, today is not that day. I feel fully qualified to talk about the greatest hero in Heroes of the Storm, Stukov. He's support. He's a badass. He's very sad. He's got a giant fleshy arm. He's very big. Yes, yeah, very big, and he has a he has a hand anus. Floranus, sorry, which is fantastic. Now, uh, what I'm going to try to do in whatever terms I can is tell you how I play him. As it turns out, 
Uh, I have naturally gotten into a groove and a, a talent choice routine with him that kind of mirrors what everybody does, but I never did do it based on a guide I read or a build I saw. I just did what seemed prudent over time as I've been playing him. Um, and things have changed up here and there. And after the nerf, uh, the big healing nerf, there was a couple of changes I made the way I played him. But for the most part, it stayed fairly consistent. Um, so here's how it works for him. Uh, he is an infested admiral. Literally, that's what he's called. Stukov, the infested ad- admiral. Uh, Alexei's his first name. He had a hard life. He had an even harder death, as you might imagine. He's been betrayed, shot into space, resurrected, infested, almost cured, and then experimented upon. As the infestation returned, now his infestation spreads within, that's right, the Nexus. He has a trait. It's called Biokill Switch. It's his D, all right? Now, the way that thing works is, whether you're healing somebody or you're hurting somebody, you use that to enhance the effect. So, if I put a healing goop on Bo, he calls it the booger, uh, but it's really called healing pathogen. Uh, I throw that my, to my you. Bad, my bad. Yeah, it's fine. And, you, and you've got, let's say, half your life. I throw you one of those, and it does a little healing. It's fine, and it's almost like a combination of instant heal and a little bit of overtime kind of regrowthy kind of heal. Although that changed now for regrowth, didn't it? Didn't that happen with Malfurion? Uh, well, he, Malfurion's regrowth is a heal over time still, and then you W to get the healing surge. Right, but he doesn't have... There's something Still changed with him. Feel. Something changed that, that we didn't like. Now I don't remember what it was. It's been a while since I picked up mouth. But anyway. He got stuck in some bushes and you had to rescue there him. There it goes. He made a lawn. Everyone was happy. So I mm-hmm. uh, I throw this little ball on you. You got half your life left. And you'll get a little bit from that, which is great. Depending on what character you are, you might get a lot. If you're a you know Genji or uh, Tracer or somebody, you get quite a bit actually just from me throwing that to you. Um. But what I can do is enhance that support by hitting my W, assuming it's off cooldown, called Weighted Pustule. And what happens is it will... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, t- I'm doing that wrong. The D. I hit D. I hit D while you're being healed, and I get a huge boost of healing. Throws it way up. So in theory, the best way to use Stukov with your friends is to have all four of them in some sort of proximity. You act as the carrier of the disease, in this case, a good disease. You run around them, and it gets passed to all of them. I get a really cool indicator of this on my screen. They don't see it, but they do see some misty sort of green stuff getting passed around. Once everybody's got it, great time for me to hit that D and bring everybody, in some cases, right back to full health. Um, If you time that right and do that right, it's a really great thing to have in the thick of a team fight. Uh, Now, your W is the weighted pustule, and that is like the opposite of what the healing pathogen does. You throw that on an enemy, it hurts them, and it slows them down. There are talents to increase that um, or to augment that, and the D also, in this case, enhances that thing. Hurts them more, slows them way down. Um, I don't play Stukov as much of a weighted pustule user. I am way more of a healer dude using healing pathogens, so I do things like at level, uh, what is it, two, four, rather. Uh, At four, I do one good spread, and according to Hero's Hearth, everyone chooses this, so I guess I was on the right path, but after healing pathogen infests three targets, it restores 30 mana and reduces the cooldown of healing pathogen by two seconds. So it's a great way to get that 
keep you know keep your mana high, which helps you way big time late game, but also um uh what was it? Oh, and get the mana back, which is nice. Or not the mana, but the um the cooldown down. So two seconds cool on down, that. Yeah. Uh what's nice is if you're good, you can have a pustule out on some enemies and healing pathogens on some good guys and D at the same time, slow and hurt those you hate, heal and buff those you love all at the same time. That's tricky. Um, and usually you're kind of off cooldowns uh, trying to kind of manage that. But when you can do that, it's a really good feeling. feels great to kind of do two things at once. Um, but for the most part, I try to focus on the healing. And according to Heroes Hearth, 100% of people choose that particular talent. At 7, uh, I augment his next ability, which is E, Lurking Arm. Cost me 60 mana. Has a cooldown of 8 seconds, unless you uh, change that later. Uh, a lot of people at level 1 are like, oh, you gotta get the Spine Launcher so you're now at range. F them and the dog they rode in on. Because what they want is growing infestation. Make your hand anus on the floor as big as possible. Because you can block stuff and create all kinds of horrible choke problems and amazing stuff can happen with E. In fact, as much as you heal, as much as you slow the enemy, E is the bomb. It is the thing that can win fights, that can turn the tide, that uh, can do all kinds of things. And for those going, well, what the hell does it do, Scott? It is, uh, I'll describe it the way this the, the, the Blizzard describes it. You channel at a large location. Uh, that is if you talent it to be large. Uh, you create an area that silences enemies inside and deals 136 damage per second to them, deals 50% reduced damage to non-heroes, does not cost mana while channeling, and lasts until canceled or interrupted. So I can't do much else, but I can plop it down. Wah, 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 wah. That thing just sits there and hurts you. So it's a great lane clear. It's good for starting to cut down on um, multiples in a, in a Merc Camp situation. Uh, usually when you're down to one or two, there's not much point in it. You just want to interrupt and go hit with your arm, but it's a great damage dealer, but the silence is everything. So if you've got some heroes that get into a big wad that they're about to just lay down all their ults on you and you silence them, it's bad news for them and it hurts them. And we've won fights with the, with that thing. Like it's, so let, it's let me ask thing. you some yeah. questions as a non Stukov player. Uh, and, and maybe you can help me with my Stukov. I, I run into a couple of issues with them. All right. Um, what for you? Is there an order in your mind? Because here's here's my problem. I'll tell you my problem. And then you tell me how you came up with a solution. All right. You have weighted pustule, mm -hmm. which in order to get the, the full proper use out of you use your D, which then puts that on cooldown. Right. You have your healing, which is you know, it's okay, but using the D is what really makes it substantial. Mm -hmm. So you have a shared cooldown there, and then you have this this arm, which uses up all your time to channel, where you can, it's useful and it's good, but you can't do anything else. So if someone suddenly needs healing, you would have to back out of it, get the thing on them, and then have the D ready. So in your mind, when you're approaching Stukov, how do you organize your priority list of what you should be working on? So when I come into the fight uh, or I come into any scenario, it doesn't matter even if you guys are fighting, if anybody's low on health, before I do a lurking arm, which I also talent to go further so I have a longer distance with it, so I can do a little bit further back sort of damage and, and create problems from further away, um, I throw a heal out. 
That's the very first thing I do. Now, depending on how low everybody is, I may not do a lurking arm because if we need a D out of that and really pump up the healing, I kind of need to see. I need to wait and kind of go, all right, well, how are we looking? And if it looks like we're doing okay, I'll throw that out. If there's an enemy in range, I can do the weighted pustule out. I'll do that. Just doesn't hurt to have one on him. And if I can get the D off before that because there's need to do that, then great. But then I'll throw down the arm. I have eight seconds or sorry, not eight seconds. I have 10 seconds cooldown on the way to pustule and I have 10 seconds on the healing pathogen. The pathogen gets better when you choose it for that one good spread thing. So that'll come up even sooner. Sometimes all you need is like, I don't know, two seconds to have that on the floor and you're killing it. Like it's, it's all you need. Put it down. They couldn't cast. They're scrambling to get out. Pick it up again. Start healing again. But you kind of have that time in between shooting that stuff out. Um, it's not always perfect, but unlike a lot of characters, it's not necessarily like a combo you do every time. In right. fact, it's the opposite of that. What I watch for is I kind of dance around you guys, throw out a heal, okay, kind of keep my eye on it. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Okay, there's a there's two guys over there dinking off in the corner trying to do something to our tank. <laughs> throw down a floor thing. They scramble and get out of there pick up the floor thing that's now eight seconds away from being back throw out another heal whatever what i don't do is i don't use weighted pustule hardly at all and it's probably a weakness in my gameplay if if i'm being honest about it because there's plenty of other situations where i should be using it but like you said john on its own without the deeds kind of dumb it's just sort of eh, okay well you slowed him a little bit didn't really hurt him that much i'm not going to win any fights with that thing not if i don't focus on it right I would rather focus on healing. So I try to keep my cooldown of my my D, my trait, uh, always as ready as possible for healing as possible. Rarely will I opt to go, oh, yeah, I really want to slow this guy down. I would much rather be a little patient and wait for the fight to really get hairy where you guys can benefit from a full heal. So I, I focus completely on healing when it comes to that. Weighted pustules like an afterthought or a lucky thing I get. So it's weird. It's almost like I have a two-button character, <clears throat> two-button yeah. Terry going on. Hmm. Um, when I get to, and again, that's I wouldn't say that's for everybody, but if you want to focus on support, healing pathogen is the thing you focus on. Like, that's just the thing. Uh, when you get to 10, I switch back and forth between flailing swipe, which whacks a whole bunch of people away with three big swipes. You can talent it later to be charged and just do one at a time. Or Massive Shove. I almost always these days pick Massive Shove because it's too much damn fun not to pick it. But that's where you just shove a dude as far away as you can with your big, fat, gross arm. And if there's a pathway that's unfettered between you and the Nexus, you can push that guy all the way back there. There's a downside to that because you can't interrupt it. <laughs> uh, so if you're not careful, you could get killed while your arm is still pushing a dude. So you need to be careful, but... There's nothing more satisfying. Oh, has has than that ever that. happened to you, Scott? Oh, yeah, plenty of times, many times, as you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it, that one's a little more risky. But also, if you're not doing it the length of the the map, then you know you're you're pretty good in pretty good shape to do angles because there's always something to block you, you know, going outside a lane. So it's not that dangerous if you're if you're aiming it better. But once in a while, I'll do it where I just got lucky and it happened to go past every possible thing, unlike. Um, what's the Diablo one? Uh, can't think. Story. Battlefield of Battlefield Eternity. Eternity. If you do that just right, you can just squeeze somebody up through everything almost. 
to the top lane and you're kind of you're very exposed when you do that so if the other team's smart they'll they'll swarm you while you're, you're doing it but it's a really fun ability you can do some great stuff where you throw somebody back into into towers uh you can create just some really fun little moments we can also create some problems there have been times where you know john's playing i don't know who you're that's somebody who could finish him off like artanis and i'll sh- my brain says no push him away and get him out of this fight and then we can focus on their on their squishies and it's and and so there's a timing thing you want to coordinate with your with your people um both is yeah, ultimate that's when you hear john say no yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep <laughs> it, it happens for sure um it also happens with the other one the swipe one's almost worse because then you you swipe everyone away not just one target so it's actually kind of why i like the hand one because it's it's just or shove is because it's just single target like boom um Anyway, either of those are really fun to pick, and I, I really like them. At 13, you can choose uh, between a couple of things. I usually choose low blow because I do a lot of lurking arm stuff, and that will do 150% more damage to enemy heroes who have low health. And that's a great way to finish people off inside the circle. It's super satisfying. So they're trying to get out of there. They're below 25%, and suddenly you see their life just go, because I'm doing 150% higher damage just, just with my circle of... Uh, a circle oh, of oh that's sounds. a rough name. That makes me think the little Florianus just comes up and gives a swift punch to the beanbag. <laughs> exactly. Now, some other, a lot of people will choose others in that area. I'm, I'm in the minority on 13, but that's the one I like. So do with it whatever you will. On 16, it's about evenly spread. 50% each, uh, 50% of people take universal carrier, which is what I take. Healing pathogen can t- continually spread through Stukov, but its healing is reduced by 50%. So the downside is a little less healing on just the passing. It doesn't change your D. That that amplified healing is still awesome. But the actual jump to jump to jump is a little lower. Well, it's half. But you, if I stay within range of you guys, it just keeps cycling. And so it kind of makes up for it. I like that one. I think that one's been paying, paying off for us pretty good. The other one is BioKill Switch no longer removes healing pathogen and instead extends its duration. So you can kind of get the same effect out of it that way. Um, And then finally at 20, I do the uh, upgraded push comes to shove, which takes massive shove and makes it travel 25% faster and uh, reduces cooldown by 15 seconds if massive shove pushes a target for more than 1.25 seconds. So there's an advantage later on to pushing them for a little further time because then there's like no cooldown on this thing and I can use it as often as I want. All right, all of that being said, that's all the technical nitty-gritty. In terms of like the minute-to-minute stuff, he is great for hanging back, keeping an eye on everybody, throw out a healer thing, know that it's going to get passed around, know that uh, Kyle, who got pulled by a a hook, is trying to get back out of there and is dying very quickly, and knowing that I have a fresh D to hit because he's got, you know, this the healing pathogen on him, and seeing his health go back up to like 75% is really, really satisfying. It feels like you are contributing in a major way. Not that aren't there aren't other heal, uh, healers in the game that do this, but for whatever reason, I go to bed at night sleeping well when I play him. <laughs> for, <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, basically. Um, I don't know if that helps anybody feel like they want to give Stukov a swing, but... Um, no, it helps me a bit. I, I always seem to go with vigorous reuptake at four, mm-hmm. so I will give... One good spread, another try next time I'm playing 
Stukov. Let's see. Vigorous reuptake. Quest. Uh, detonate 50 healing pathogens with a biokill switch. Reward increases biokill switch's healing by 40%. Not a bad pick. It hasn't uh, ever talent. been an exciting talent, but I'm always like, it's quest talent. I got to take quest talents. <laughs> I like hearing ding, ding, but yeah. it's, I'm interested in, in, in hearing that. If I've heard, you know, uh, one good spread is like, a, it seems to be a popular pick. So I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, concern was, was with vigorous that. reuptake was always that because 50 is a pretty decent number to have to reach, mm-hmm. my concern was always that I was going to get ready for it, improperly use my D just oh. to get the quest bonus, and then I wouldn't have it ready well, for when I actually was Sure. Needed. I mean, for me, for me, it's actually a good pick to take that because... Um, I focus on healing almost entirely. So the cooldown is almost always there for the healing and I'm not using it for anything else. So not only would I hit the quest soon, but I would also, that's the play style throughout. So it actually yeah. benefit me. But if there are people out there that are really wanting to get their W on, that may not be the way to go. And I wish I was better with the W and it's not like you can't. I just don't feel like I'm helping people as much. I feel like I'm not contributing to, our sustainability as a team when I'm messing around with trying to slow people and hurt them. No, there's a lot because I've done mostly just booger build on Stukov. Yeah. And it's like, I should just play an assassin. I can just do yeah, all this stuff way easier. Like, it's like there's value there, but it takes a lot of ninja work to get it working. And it's kind of random sometimes. Like, you get a good clutch. Mm-hmm. You W everyone. Like, I've killed... I've detonated a, a weighted pustule on two people and built the way where they do AOE damage and had them kill each other from yeah. an explosion. Yeah. But that happened once in like 20 games. Like it's not something you could just do at will, like a living bomb and blow everyone up every game as Kalthos. So it's not it's not really a re- good reason to, to play. It's like up, having, so you know what it's like? It's like having a goat and a cow. And you're like, you know, I can get milk from this goat and even cheese if I want. But really just get it from the cow. You know, mm-hmm. use the goat for what the goat's good at. I don't know what that'd be, but uh, in this scenario, it works. Bre- breeding and eating. Reading, reading. Oh, Sorry, reading. reading. <laughs> Do goats read? I don't know how that works. I was trying to say something like random and off center, and then it sounded like breeding. It sounded like the lamest. It did joke sound like breeding. Ever. I liked yeah. it. I enjoyed it. Um, anyway, really one there. other thing I should say about him that I think is really crucial and important here no longer how long he's been out at least players at my level they forget what they forget how hard stukov hits with his auto attack basic attack arm swing yeah and it's still the i think the single highest dps for a for a melee hit that isn't enhanced by any abilities in the game um he's got the strongest left arm in the corpulu sector totally that thing is a monster and it just wham and it's slow like you're not hitting quickly, but it does serious damage. So when somebody's low, uh, a quick W to slow them down and getting up to them a little bit closer and whacking them one, with one hit is enough to kill them, to send Kerrigan flying that way. And it's a great feeling. So his finisher capabilities are underrated, uh, both with his floor anus uh, with, with 25% or 150% damage increase for low percentage health and him just last hitting things, amazing. Really good stuff. And people forget, I'll go toe-to-toe with, like, I don't know, 
Um, I did it with Illidan once. He's just sure he's going to shred me. And it took mm -hmm. me like wham, wham, and wham, and he's dead. And I'm down to nothing, sure, but I lived. He died because he forgets what's in that meaty armor mine. That thing is a monster. So, anyway. You know what else I noticed, too, is that um, his melee attack range is 1.5. Mm -hmm. That seems um, pretty forgiving, too, actually. It is. You can you can pull off like like it's just it just means you don't have to be standing right. that close like right you don't have to be to hugging him yeah that's yeah, true artanis is a one yeah you can or i i can feel that too i can be i can feel like they're kind of sort of getting away but i can get one last hit in sort of um so in a, in a way heroes of the storm has last hit <laughs> and it's all stukov all the time i really mm -hmm. like him a lot and i would recommend him to anybody out there who who a just wants to play something interesting mechanically speaking? He's super interesting to play. He's really weird and interesting. He's not a typical hero. He's not overly complicated, um, and he makes you think. And there's a mini game kind of kind of going on with him. You're kind of playing whack a mole a little bit, which is makes him interesting. But then also, um, the other reason I'd recommend him is he's just really a great healer. He's great at keeping your team up. So you're not gonna. I don't know. I feel like if you're playing him <clears throat> to really support your team. You're not, you're not making a bad choice of Stukov. He's good. So there you go. Scott's first attempt at breaking down a hero. Well, well done. And I will say I want to respond to one thing you said at the top, which was, you know, how can I say anything uh, that will teach, you know, Bo to play because he's good at it. And it's like, yeah. no, we're at the point now where we're not all good at all the heroes. Really, even if I'm good at something, I'm interested in what people have to say because I fall in the same ruts as everyone else. And they take all the ta same talents all the time that I like. And, you miss opportunities, so it's good to talk to other people sure. about what they do. Cause <clears throat> it's just intimidating because, like, um, I don't know, it's like when you're, I don't know, what's it like? It's like uh, sitting down with Kripparian and going, well, let me tell you what I know about this uh, particular build. My cards for this Hearthstone match I played were, uh, mm. like, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just. I get I get what you're saying and right, but in this game but, I play him enough where I feel I feel really confident in his his. I've, I've never been a I've ne but I've never been a like uh, yeah because I, I mean I watch Crip and there's a lot of players like that in all the games. You you don't you don't take this thing and take this other thing. You freaking noob like <laughs> duh or you know whatever like oh my god what a, what a what a Dennis or whatever it is they call people that are bad at games i think crypt cult is dennis, dennis anyways really i feel bad for anyone named dennis that's terrible it, there, it's because he beat a guy named dennis who played so badly it be, be got memed or something oh I think. it became something like a that. thing okay i think the dennis guy was stream sniping and still lost horrifically or something like that anyways um but yeah like it, a lot of people are like that and that's how they sell and market themselves as their online personas is like oh my god you don't take this talent level four on stukov how do you even win games scott yeah so like I'm, I'm not like that i'm like i saw a reddit thread that was talking about how pyroblast is such a crappy alt and why do people take it and i'm like 80% pick rate on Pyroblast, and I win tons of games with it. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't write shit off because you're bad with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way <laughs> like, of putting it. Like, you know, and this game has enough complexity that no one can sit there. Even your HGC announcers and your pro players can't say it's fully solved Yeah, because there are lots of tricks in this game. Well, in my case, Stukov's like a glove. He fits, he just fits me. Everything about him is, I don't know, it just feels right. I love, I just love how he feels. That's a huge part of this game for me is how a hero feels. And he is uh, one of my favorites. I like to feel Stukov. 
uh, with his big fleshy arm. All right, there's that. Oh, hey. okay. Just a point of clarification to stave off some emails. The Dennis meme came from when he faced someone that wholly smote him in the face on turn one. Oh, that's which, what it was. Holy smite is a damage spell. You do damage in the game. So for anybody kind of playing, it's like, well, I'll shoot you with my holy smite. But for a professional card player, it's like, what a waste of card value. Card value is so important in trading card games. If you're not getting <laughs> trade value at least two to one, you're playing the game wrong. Yeah. You're yeah, reminding sorry. me why I don't play a lot I just of hate that stuff. I really hate that whole, oh, let me prove how smart I am because I read some stuff that everyone else did, and now I'm going to make a YouTube video about it. Yeah. Anyways, rant off. Taff the internet. We've got a couple of rants today. These are good. <laughs> I know. I'm cranky. <laughs> Getting old. This is pretty good. Um, all right. Well, here's what you're going to want to do, people. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you might enjoy our D&D efforts on the weekend. We have a little show called There Will Be Dungeons with me, Bo, John, Kristen, and Kyle. And we play on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And Bo is the DM. He's been putting on an incredible uh, campaign, I believe. And the rest of us are doing our best, playing and having a good time. Uh, we're getting all kinds of cool uh, like character art from people. People are digging it. Uh, so check it out. It's three hours. That means plenty of content. And if you'd rather get it by podcast or video later, uh, we're doing all that stuff as well. So check us out this uh, Friday. No, this Saturday. That time. And I believe this is session five. Session yeah. five. Fifth I'm really, week. I'm really looking. This one may be the best one yet. Oh, my and gosh. And we're level two. Yeah, we're level two. We just leveled. That's right. Yeah. And not only that, uh, we ha if you're saying it's better than last week, I thought last week was incredible. I really liked the oil demon encounter. I thought that was amazing. Well, I loved it. Was it was probably more fun. I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm laying the groundwork for something. Obviously, this is a joint venture. Get hyped. But I'm bringing... I'm bringing I'm stepping it up next week. Yeah, get get hyped, everybody, right here at frogpants.tv. So if you hadn't heard of it before, now's the time to go check that out. Uh, it's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget to support us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash core show. If you like good quality Heroes of the Storm content and or entertainment or both, uh, which is kind of what I said, go to patreon.com slash core show. Heroesforyou.com is our website. You can uh, find us on Twitter, John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. And if you want to email us, email us, core at heroesforyou.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Uh, can you smell it? <laughs> you couldn't find anything else to play. Can you smell it? <laughs>